the first Christmas carol. Because if you know what a Christmas carol is, a Christmas carol is a Christmas song about the coming of Jesus. And this is the first song that was ever sung about Jesus coming. It's the song that the angels sang. For those of you who might be new here, I just thought I'd point out, um, you were seeing that, you saw that Christmas tree earlier with the blue Christmas balls, and there was one that was orange. Um, if you've been to Life Church before, you notice that we have a blue tree with one orange leaf. And we do that on purpose because the reason that the tree is blue is because blue tends to be people's favorite color. It's beautiful, uh, you know, so that, that's why it's blue. But orange, I guess unless you're from Tennessee, orange is people's least favorite color. And uh, we put an orange leaf on our tree to say, we think that everybody that comes here feels like you're different from everybody else in some kind of way. You know, I'm from the north. I'm from Illinois. You know, I, you know I, a couple of northerners in the house back there. But, uh, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, maybe from your background or whatever, you feel like you're different. But we want to say, we put you on the tree to say that you're beautiful to God and you're also beautiful to us. And I say that to say if Life Church could just welcome our first-time guest today and just say... You're beautiful to God and you're beautiful to us, and we're just really, really glad that you're here. Here goes the story. It's from the Gospel of Luke, and gospel simply means good news. This is the good news according to Luke in chapter 2, and it says this. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from a village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available to them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you'll recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, and this is the first Christmas carol, glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It was the end of a difficult year. Joseph had put in a lot of overtime in his woodworking shop because he had fallen in love with a young girl named Mary and he intended to marry her. 
The joy of young love, however, was complicated by the news that it was that his girlfriend was pregnant and it wasn't by him. At first, she told she told him that an angel had come and said that this child that she was carrying was from God. At first, he didn't believe her, and he said that he was going to end the relationship. But that's when another angel came and spoke to Joseph and reassured him and said, No, the baby that Mary is carrying is from the Holy Spirit. The story for Joseph is complicated. It's his job to raise a child that is not biologically his own. He was living a hard life. The Jewish people at that time were under the control of the Romans, and they saw to it that the, that the Jewish people would never prosper. Their taxes were high, and the Romans wanted to know where all the Jews lived so that all of them could be taxed, and therefore a decree went out that everyone had to go back to their ancestral home and register so that they could collect all of the taxes. Now Mary was nine months pregnant. It was their intention, I'm sure, to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem and hopefully return in time for the birth. But the scripture says that while they were there, the time was accomplished for her to give birth. By the way, that was a 100-mile walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It would have taken 8 to 10 days of walking for them to get there. And when they got there, instead of being able to check into a nice hotel or motel, all of the hotels were filled. There was no vacancy. There was no room because so many people had been called to that area. And so she gave birth in a place where the animals normally laid in a manger. It was a difficult year. Meanwhile, shepherds who were at the lowest end of that culture were watching their sheep. They were at the low end because they were considered unclean, because they were always touching the animals. And city folk generally looked down on them. It was a difficult year. And just like it was a difficult year for Mary and Joseph, I think in our world, this year has been, for many, a difficult year. It's been a difficult year for refugees as tensions have risen all over the world. People are fleeing countries in search of freedom. But due to security concerns, immigration, which was already difficult, has become more difficult for some and impossible for others. It's been a hard year. Old racial tensions in our country have been reawakened with incidents like what happened in Charlottesville this year. And in many ways, it's been a difficult year. Divisions between North and South were reawakened as monuments were being torn down. It's been a hard year. Democrats and Republicans are probably as divided as they have ever been before. It's been 
a difficult year. And it's hard to know where to find your news these days because it seems that news channels tend to pick a particular stance from which they want to share the news and reflect it there. And it's hard to know where you can even know what's happening in the world these days. It's been a hard year. This year disturbed people with gun attacks in a concert in Las Vegas, even to a country church in South Texas. And people have divided over these issues, and it's been a difficult year. We've ended the year hearing stories of sexual harassment and assault scandals that have even divided men and women. It's been a difficult year. And yet, like for Mary and Joseph and like for us, the news of Jesus' birth comes to us as very good news. Don't be afraid. By the way, when it says the angel of the Lord, we've been talking about Gabriel the last couple of weeks. It doesn't say Gabriel here, but we have every reason to believe this is Gabriel again because earlier in Luke, he is called the angel of the Lord. And so it says the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, and every time Gabriel shows up, he's so awesome and his news is so disturbing, disturbingly wonderful that it frightens people, and he has to tell people every little thing is good. Could you just turn to your neighbor and just say, every little thing is going to be all right. Every little thing is going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. And, and this, is, this is the reassurance that the angel gives. Now, now uh, for those of you who may be new in our worship guide, we have a place where you can kind of fill in the blanks uh, during our talks to kind of uh, follow along with what, what I'm teaching this morning. But the first thing that I want to say, and this is so important, maybe the most important thing that you'll hear from me today, and that is that the birth of, the, of Jesus is good news not for Jewish people, not for Arab people, not for black people, not for white people, not for Australian people, not for European people, not for North American people. Not for Caribbean people. It's good news to all people. The birth of Jesus is a gift to all the world. This morning, if you are black, you were created in the image of God. If you are white, you were created in the image of God. If you are brown, if you are whatever color you are, you were created in the image of God. God. And God has always loved you and had a plan for your life. And, and the angel comes and says, I bring good news which shall be to all people. At the last church that I used to pastor in Illinois, I got in trouble one time. I know that's hard for some of you to imagine. But I got in trouble one time because if you've been to American churches, and a lot of American churches, there's a United States flag and a, and a Christian flag. And it's just kind of a tradition of churches. You have the American flag, and, and we're kind of known as patriotic and all that. And, and by the way, and so I've I, I got to just tell you, I'm a patri- I love America. I love, 
I capital L love this country. I served in the uh, U.S. Army. I did not carry a gun, but I did carry a weapon of mass instruction, and that was the Bible. I was a chaplain. I was a, I was a pastor in the Army. I'm not one that puts my hand over my heart at ball games. I actually sing. I love this country. But I believe down to my toes that the church is not an American institution. The church is an embassy to another world. That when people walk into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are walking into a place where there are no borders. You are walking into a place where no matter what color you are, no matter what background you come from, the good news that emanates from the word of the Lord is good news for all people. Many of you know that as a, as a church planter here, I'm bivocational and I, I'm, I'm an Uber driver. And one day this year I was Uber driving and I picked up a young lady from China. And I only had about a one mile talk. And by the way, for th- don't worry if you get in my Uber car. I'm not trying to get you saved when you're in my car. That's not, I'm here to Uber drive you. But it's amazing how God uses those little times for conversations. And, and she asked me what I was doing here in, in Knoxville and I told her I was a pastor. She said, she's a little Chinese girl, she said, you're a Christian. She said, I want to be a Christian. She said, in fact, I went to a church this morning, and I want to be a Christian. How do I become a Christian? Someone told me you have to be baptized in order to be a Christian. What does baptized mean? I had like one mile to explain all of this to her. And I just, the best I could in one minute, just gave my elevator speech. And I didn't see her again. And then it must have been three months later, my Uber thing rang on my phone. I went to a particular location. It was her again. Her name is Chuming. So many people started butchering her name. She said, just call me Tracy. But her name is, her name is Chuming. And so I gave her a ride. And once again, she, she just peppered me with questions. And, um, and then I didn't see her again. And then it was about a month later, I got a call from her again. She said, I believe in fate. This is the, fir- the third time that you've picked me up. She said, I'm going to your church. Can you give me a ride? So I gave her a ride to church. Chuming never missed church after that, and she got baptized. <laughs> and I was sad that shortly after that, her job had her moved to Las Vegas. But going to Las Vegas, I I helped her find a church in Las Vegas that was right across the street from her church. And um, just this week in the mail, I got a letter from Chuming. It said, Dear Life Church, Dear Philip C. Nordstrom, Dear Melanie Nordstrom, I miss you all, triple exclamation point. This is the best wish from Las Vegas. Wishing you all peace, joy, and happiness through Christmas and the coming year, Although I have left the church for four months, I still follow the church on Facebook and Instagram. This is the best church I met in my life. Unfortunately, I'm not able to come back this month because I have a crazy 
Chinese business boss. So I drew a picture for everybody. May God follow you wherever you go. Love you all. Chuming. And she sent me this picture. Merry Christmas, Drew a Snowman. I have it right here. And it has the live church tree. She got that message about the tree and how beautiful that she is to God and how beautiful that she is to us. It's really, really important for me to say to you today, this is not a Jewish story. In fact, there's indication that he came to a little Jewish couple, but the scripture says he came to his own and his own didn't receive him. But he came not as a gift to the Jewish people, he came as a gift to the whole world. In another, in another gospel in Matthew, it talks about how wise men came from the east to worship this newborn king. And these wise men were from a place called Persia, which is modern-day Iran. And these, these Iranian wise men who were, who were very knowledgeable, and they watched the skies and the stars. They saw a star, and they discerned that God was doing something, and they, and they followed the star and they followed the star that led them to this child, and they brought him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's really important for me, for you to understand this morning, that this story is not, I, I, I Uber drove a guy from Bangladesh this week. I had about a mile and a half to talk to him. He found out I was a pastor. He said, I'm, I'm Muslim from Bangladesh, but I, I went to a Catholic school it was a very good school in my country, and so I understand Catholic, and so I had to try to explain how we're non-denominational. And I said, in our church, it doesn't matter if you were Catholic or if you were from Bangladesh or if you were Lutheran or Baptist or whatever you are, we don't fight about the little stuff at our church. We, we unite around Jesus. We unite around Jesus and the love that he brings and he took my phone number and wants to visit us. The next thing that I, the scripture that we read said that Jesus is Savior, Messiah, and Lord. But here's what I want to say about Jesus. He's not just the Savior of those people. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Messiah of, next screen, he's the Messiah of all nations, and he's the Lord of all people. First of all, he's the Savior of the world. In 1 John it says this, Furthermore, we have seen with our eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Of the world. What does that mean? That means that, that, that inside of all of us, there is a sense within, I think, all over the world, no matter how you brought, were brought up, there's a sense within each and every one of us that somehow there's something inside of us that needs to be saved. There's something inside of us that's flawed. And so religions have different ways of going about how it is that I can attain salvation. For Jewish people, it means keeping the law. The problem is there's over 600 laws, and there's nobody yet on the face of the earth has been able to perfectly keep the law. Buddhists believe that if you have right understanding, right resolve, right speech, right action, right occupation, 
right effort, right contemplation, and right meditation, you can be saved. Uh, Muslims believe in shahada, or faith, and salah, prayer, zakat, charity, sayyam, fasting, and hajj, pilgrimage, if you make a pilgrimage. All of these are wonderful things that you can do. But, but one way that, that following Jesus is different from all other religions is all every other religion is somehow is spelled D-O, do. If I do certain things, if I do certain things, then God will be pleased with me. What Jesus did for us is spelled D-O-N-E, done. Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Because no matter how hard we try, we can't keep the law. No matter how perfectly we try to we try to obey and be good people and do all of those things, and when we should, it's wonderful. But all of us need something. It's a word, we're not all of us are familiar with, a word called grace. It means undeserved favor. It means it's a gift. Jesus was God's gift to us. He is the Savior of the world. He's the Messiah of all nations. He wasn't the Messiah just of the Jewish people to come to set them free, but he came to set all of us free. The scripture says, darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. Darkness covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you, and all nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will see your radiance. I came to tell you some really good news this morning. And that is that Jesus shines into your darkness. And like Mary and Joseph were having a bad year. And like many of us have had difficult years. There's a light that shines in the darkness and he is not the light of America. He's not the light of Israel. He's not just the light of Africa. He's the light of the world. And he's the Messiah to all nations. It was prophesied that Jesus would be a light to all nations. Sometimes we get it wrong when we read the scripture. We think that Jesus has a, that, that sort of like the Jews are God's special people. It's, you know, that the only thing about Abraham was the, the, when God blessed Abraham, he said this, I'm going to bless you so that through you all the families of the earth will be blessed. It wasn't just so that he could meet with one particular people, but if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear this in an embassy to another world, a place where there is no borders, that God loves the world. And, he, and Jesus is the Lord of all people. Philippians says, At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's what the angels sang, Glory to God in the highest. And I want to say this very clearly. Jesus is not another God. One of the words for Jesus is he is Emmanuel, which means God with us. When we could not get up to God's level, God came down to our level and lived among us so that we could touch him, so that we could know him.
so that we could experience him and so that we could feel his love for us. And finally, Jesus came to bring peace to all who receive him. I have to bring up something rather difficult right now. The angels sang, peace, excuse me, peace. (coughs) I don't think the enemy wants you to hear that one. (laughs) Peace on earth. I, I, I have to be honest enough to tell you that in the name of Christianity, bad things have been done. In the name of Christianity, Wars have been fought. In the name of Christianity, crusades happened where people forcibly killed one another in order to claim a nation as a Christian nation. I'm embarrassed to tell you that Christianity and sometimes endorsed slavery. I'm sorry to tell you that there's been times in the history of the church when people that were not considered true Christians, they were heretics, were killed for their beliefs. But don't leave this morning without hearing this. Not everything that calls itself Christianity is Christianity. Not everything that purports to represent Jesus represents Jesus. If you could push away what some of his sinful followers, because all of us are sinners and all of us need God. If you could push aside all of that today and just find Jesus himself, you would know that the people who truly follow Jesus characterized by loving hear this everybody